been a while. We yeah. Gotta, I think we better start with an apology to everybody. Well, we got schedules, man. Well, life gets in the way for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, we have real jobs that pay the bills. And yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we. you know what? It's been a while. Uh, I'm going to turn my mic down a little bit. I feel like I'm a little loud. A little loud? Everybody a little loud? Anyways, it's been a while since we've just been able to get together. We've had, yeah. you know, busy times. I've been traveling from work. Um, Mark, you had a big move. I Some did, yeah. We're, I'm a country boy now. First yeah. you went on yeah. a big cruise, and then you went. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what screwed us up. Uh, was, He's had a real hard life lately. People getting sick. <sighs> Dude. Yeah, goes on a cruise, and then yeah. he buys a mansion. Yeah. A mansion. Yeah, that's not Mark. A, it's called the Four Chicken Shangri-La. Mark, you have two fireplaces back-to-back. I walked in when we were moving you. I'm like, I didn't know if I should put like this in like the cigar room or the library. Study. You mean the it dining room or the living room? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But that is a, that's a beautiful home. Here. I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And what about that shop? The shop is pretty sick. The shop needs some work. It needs some yeah, everything TLC. needs some work when you buy it, man. Like, yeah, like yeah. make it your own, right? Yeah, Don't yeah. be afraid to make it your own. Oh, it's gonna look good. Yeah, that's it's got good. potential. Yeah. 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 Like you need some work too, so it's all good. Well, yeah. I it's all good. But anyways, we appreciate you guys hanging in there. Um, we're gonna be back at it a little harder in the new year. Hopefully we got some ideas actually to offset the podcast, which I'll discuss with you guys after. I thought about it today. <laughs> oh, no. Just to get some more content out there. But uh, what's crazy is we're like three months to the show. Like, it's sneaking up. Like, April 7th is coming. I was actually thinking about that a couple of days ago. Yeah. I was like, whoa! I sat yeah, there it's not a long way. I yeah. sat up in bed the other night, and I'm like, there is like 96 days or something <laughs> to the show. I'm like, holy crap. Thanks, Kyle. But we're yeah. good. But we're good. We're on top of it. So yeah. it's going to be a banger. And that reel, I don't know if you guys are on the Instagram, you saw that reel. I did see it, yeah. Oh, my God, it pumped me up so much going through mm. all those pictures from last year. That was such a wicked day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was just so much fun. Like, everyone in that building had a smile on their face. But yeah, it went over really well, too. It was, uh, we it didn't was good. have any chaos. No, it was you good. You know, it was, it was smiles from yeah. the... The time we got access to the building till the yeah. time we walked out the door yeah. Uh, yeah. when everything was cleaned up. And yeah. when yeah. problems come up, we just deal with them. That's it, right That's away. It. Yeah. Done. Yeah, it was well, good. Well, anyways, we have a friend on this. We have, well, we have a couple people in the studio. We have a live studio audience. Yeah, today. first ever. Say, yeah, hey, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Danny's over there. He's our, he's our, uh, our live studio audience, which we should do one of these with a live audience one day at a restaurant or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we could probably do one person yeah. at a time. But <laughs> uh, have maybe to bring get my one own per- drinks. But we have uh, we have a friend, uh, Greg Tard's in studio today. Greg, what's going on, yeah. buddy? How's it going, boys? Guess. You're you're a veteran on this show. Yeah, so we, me back. We had Greg Tard and John Mulligan in from Musket Maniacs mm-hmm. yep. just a little over a year ago. And it was our number one downloaded episode to this day. That's how good it went. And it because, was amazing, yeah. And we want to have John back, too. We're going to have him back by himself because we only have four mics, as we <laughs> discovered last episode when me and Mark shared. High budget. Um, but anyways, we wanted to bring Greg in because Greg was away guiding all summer. You're leaving again in January to guide yep. again on the ice. So we're yep. like, look, we don't get Greg in soon. We're going to miss our opportunity. So, Greg, I appreciate you coming in, man. appreciate you making the trip. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you getting out of the tree stand to do this. Yeah. Got so, uh, like six more days or seven more days or something to kill something. Get her so. done. You got anything coming in? A uh, couple. Uh, I got one smasher and then some smaller ones that there'll be a chili buck at the end of right after Christmas. I'll probably drop the string on one. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough weather right now. Just the good weather just starting to get here. You know, if it's my favorite week is between Christmas and New Year's to try to kill a deer. So that's my, my favorite. Last year, I, I put in the time between Christmas and New Year's and, yeah. uh, when I almost had that one with my arrow. That's right. Exploded yeah. in a billion pieces. Mm-hmm. But I'm really crossing the fingers that it goes this year for me between Christmas and New Year's. That's the plan. I'm yeah. going to be there. I'm going to yeah. be out there. Yeah, unfortunately, not so much baiting, for me. So I got nothing showing up. I had a stud. A stud last week showed up at one of my properties for one day. And he stayed around all day while I was away last week in the States. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Biggest deer I've we ever had him. on camera. Ever. He'll be back. I'm hoping so. So, anyways, Greg, tell us a little bit about, um, for people that didn't get your last episode, people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do full-time as a guide, where you guide, and uh, the species you chase. Um, my, I'm a full-time fishing guide in Sioux Lookout. I uh, target walleyes, bass, muskie, primarily muskie. Um, I do that in the summertime from May to November, 
And then come November, I come back down south for three months or two months, I guess. And then I head back to Manitoba and I uh, guide walleyes out on the ice on uh, Lake Winnipeg. And you, also, you, also, you also guide moose and stuff, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dude, you got this stuff figured out, yeah. eh? Yeah, it was pretty fun. We had a, a good moose season this fall. I think uh, camp shot nine, nine bulls. Nine moose out of wow. your camp. Yeah, we had uh, wow. Canada in the Rough came and filmed a show with us. So that was fun having Paul Beasley up there. Mm-hmm. So speaking of moose, we got a question. Um, someone messaged Instagram. I apologize. I don't have it up in front of me. And they wanted me to ask you what a moose nest is. A moose nest. A moose nest is a pile of sticks in a bay. You usually see them. There's usually beavers around them, but it's not a beaver dam. Um, yeah, it's just a, a pile of sticks. You, you tell American clients that it's a moose nest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you can kind of get them going pretty good. Uh, for a while, he called them the platymus. <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you guide mainly Americans? So uh, I would say 80% Americans. I like to try and get some Canadians to experience northwestern Ontario because uh, it's got nothing on southern Ontario waters. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fishing's really good up north. I think everyone should experience it at least once. Um, I think once you do it once, though, it's one of those things where you'll do it every summer. You had an extremely successful muskie season, though. Yeah, yeah. Every client I had out this summer um, got one. Uh, I didn't have a client that didn't get one, which is nice. So I was thankful for that. Uh, myself, I got a couple of really big ones, uh, including a 55 and a half. <laughs> wow. Which sweet. Oh got it my. The, yeah. Bonked it and put it in the back of the truck. <laughs> right? to mount it. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I don't want it in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're going to let this flow. I got a lot of questions for you already, but I think I want, I have a, a question that I want to ask you and it might be a little personal, so don't take it the wrong way. Cause it's okay. You, Boxers or briefs. You've <laughs> always wanted to be a guide, right? Yeah. Like, when, when did you know, like, Hey, I'm going to be a guide. Um, it was probably after the hyper tour fishing, uh, the high school tournament bass series. Yep. Um, did okay. Probably could have kept doing it, but then it got to the point where you, you kind of need a boat or, some more money to keep things rolling. Um, I had an opportunity to go guide at a, at a lodge up in Sioux Lookout. Um, so I did it for the one summer coming out of high school and I just fell in love with it. I liked the joy that people get when they catch a fish and the new people you always meet. Uh, yeah, it's just cool experience. And I just thought maybe I can do this for a living. So are you kind of like weighing out the fact? So that's way better now that my fireplace turned off. So Guys hear that, that? that noise? That's yeah. what that noise was. I thought that, so, I thought that was, that was a, scroll. No, <laughs> I was sitting here like, why is that back feed? It's because we have the fireplace on in the basement. It was the fan. I apologize for all you listeners. Anyways, back to Greg. So you're sitting back in your life, and you're still fairly young, right? Yeah, 25. 25. You're only 25. Wow. Jeez, yeah. I'm old. You wouldn't know it by that mustache. I know, that's I know right? Mustache. That's pretty sick. Keep retained. In his off time, and he offers mustache rides. Do you see yourself doing this the rest of your life? Like saying to yourself, maybe, and this is where the personal part comes in. I might not ever become a billionaire guiding, but I'm going to have a really fun life. You yeah. ever like ask yourself that? I definitely don't see myself doing anything else. Wow. Yeah, good so, for you, dude. I don't know. I like I like coming home and frame with Sean, and I think I might scratch the winter ice fishing. And I might, if, if the winters become more guaranteed down here, I might try and do something down here just to fill on weekends maybe yeah in the bay quinny or something but uh no definitely the summer thing is uh a thing i love chasing muskies i love i just love everything about back it. to the bay quinny thing if you were to uh, you you could have a serious ice guiding you're on the walleye out there all the time yeah yeah, right? the, yeah. like you guys fish the bay quinny yeah every weekend yeah you could right? definitely it's you just, know what else he cooks it up for you too on the ice yeah, yeah, you were at that one day. We uh, yeah, did a yeah. Show Sean was ride. there. Yeah, yeah. we watched. Good. We watched a movie or something. Yeah, in the ice we up, held right? hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I haven't ice fished in a while. I, I, I would be good to us. We should go ice fishing. I, I like year. to get out at least once a year. Like yeah. I used to get out both days every weekend. That's like I used to love it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know that was just what we did. But yeah, in college we'd go all the time. Grab the boys, permanent hot. You just go right. It was yeah. it was it was a good time. But so musky. You mainly focus on muskie in the summer, right? Up yeah. on Laxole? Yeah, once it opens. Okay. I, I have like probably five weeks when I get up there where it's walleye and bass, but then muskie, once it's open, it's so, time time to chase. What's the attraction for you and muskie? Like, when did you know, like, okay, hey, 
this is the moment. Like I'm going to be a muskie. Like I'm chasing muskie. Like this is my target species for life. I always liked fishing muskies. When I first started guiding, it wasn't my number one species. I was still a bass guy. Yeah. I still love fishing bass. Um, but it was just, I caught one fish. It was a 50 incher. We chased it for three days straight after work guiding up in Sioux Lookout. Um, once I caught that fish, I was like, man, that was like the biggest rush. All the boys were high five and it was, you, you, there's no bass or walleye you can catch where you get that type of joy and excitement out of catching. So I don't know, getting other people to have that opportunity to catch a fish like that. It's, it's pretty cool. You get a lot of pretty happy and excited people. So you got to fish with some pretty cool guys this summer. Yeah. Who yeah. sticks out in your mind? Anybody? Uh, Jay Siemens. Jay, yeah. yeah, he's a stud. He was awesome. He's unreal. Like, his, all his content. Yeah. That had, episode you guys did was pretty cool. Yeah, we had a fun time. The one day was raining, but uh, other than that, we had really good weather. Um, Jay liked fishing Laxul. He fished it once with his old man probably 10 years ago. Um, they, I think they caught one, he said. But, yeah, definitely uh, he, he enjoyed the trip. It was, he was a fun guy to fish with. And he's fished all over all over the place right so yeah. he's has a good time and it really speaks for that body of water and yeah. the guide and the guide yeah yeah he had a he had a time he definitely uh he's gonna try and come back next summer i think and fish some more maybe not film a show but maybe do i don't know yeah just do some fishing yeah yeah i wonder if like for a guy like jay if it's ever ruins like the fun of fishing to have the camera going all the time you know what i mean it's like does it become a job for him he did say that it's it is a job, but he still loves like he his his little boy now. Yeah, he says that's his pride and joy. Yeah, he wakes up. That. He bought a house on uh, mm -hmm. the shoreline of Lake of the Woods, so he can wake up and take Hannah out fishing in the morning. He said he loves doing that. That's awesome. Before he gets his day going, he goes for a quick walleye fish with him. Yeah, thanks. So he's bringing the fun back to it for sure. That's wicked, man. That's kind of my my goal. Is my kids are getting a little bit older now and. You know, you guys see Rowan upstairs. Like next summer, Rowan, get in the boat. Let's go. It's gonna be a lot yeah. easier for me to get out now. You know, kids standing, he can hold his own rod, stuff like that. So, you know, he can probably tie my lures on for me. And you yeah. know, <laughs> I'll guarantee he's gonna beat you. Uh, yeah. No right. doubt. I got no a question doubt. for you. Now, I want you to explain to me how your presentations change throughout the season. Like, how does it start early season and right through right through uh, late fall? Early season, you kind of get out in the lake and all the fish are either spawning or directly post-spawn. So your presentations, it's usually small and fast, or you're throwing some bigger rubbers on that secondary structure. So like the outsides of uh, mm -hmm. your, those spawning areas in like 15 to 30 feet of water. Um, but a lot of the time it's a bucktail top water, um, chasing those like low current areas that uh, come into deep, deep bays, I guess. Um, summertime, a lot of the fish move on to saddles and, uh, sand points, rock points. They kind of just move out to their summer spots. And then that you're kind of, I don't know, you kind of do it all. Then you can do your top water, your bucktail open game. Yeah. Open game, kind of bulldogs. You can pull bulldogs through weeds. Hunter would throw a dinger yeah, and then uh, and catch them. Yeah. And then once the fall rolls around, I like bringing out the water wolves, the water wolf tubes, shadzillas. Um, even some suics, the boys like throwing those, uh, the fish love eating them. I found out that the, the fun way this fall, the 55 came off of a, a water wolf tube. Oh yeah. 13 inch nice. gator tube. Yeah. So. Sorry guys. I, I had to check the camera cause my, uh, our, our studio audience kept telling us that Sean's hitting the camera with his foot. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Studio audience. Yeah, careful yeah, there, yeah. Sean. Oh, uh, man. So sorry to, sorry to cut you off there, but this next question kind of goes in a little bit what you're saying about presentation. So uh, Mike Mike Quanzel from Go Angling Adventures just messaged us, and he has a question for you, Greg. Does Greg have a bait he relies on for big fish that will only follow baits over the course of several trips but not commit? Like, for example, like a fall scenario. Fall scenario. The fish would only show itself if you threw a Bessie at it or one particular bait. Like, are you have like a fish pattern that hard where like he's only coming out? Like, no, not really. Summertime, there's like a a three week period where they will only eat a prop top water. You can move them on everything else, but they will only eat a, a like a top raider or some sort of prop bait that's on the top. 
They're looking up. Yeah. I don't know. They get in a crazy mood where 95% of your bites are on top. Um, there are baits in the spring that uh, will always move a fish like a hellhound or something, some sort of glide bait. Um, I find it's hard to get clients to fish those just because they kind of work them too fast. And it's a it's a harder bait to get mm-hmm. a rhythm to to keep working. So, like, if you're guiding somebody, are you guys guiding full day or is it like half day? Uh, it's it's a full day. So how many hours? Uh, ten. Ten hours. Yeah. So how many times do you have day. a? How many times do you have a client that just never musky fished? He's exhausted after the first two hours throwing heavy stuff, and he decides to be a pansy and just sit down in the boat and say, "I'm done for the day." Does it ever happen? Um, I've I haven't really had. I've had. I mean, I've had old boys that yeah, they they get tired. We'll just go troll. Yeah. I mean, you can mm-hmm. always, I mean, I always tell them you're, you're more guaranteed to catch one casting, but, uh, I mean, they have to be in, they have to use that deep water to feed too. Um, I don't like pulling them out of deep water in the summertime, fall time. Yeah, sure. I'll pull them out of deep water, but, um, yeah, I'll take them trolling, burn bucktails over weed beds or something, or I'll, I'll figure something out to do. So is there ever a point where you get tired of being a guide though? Like you've been at it seven days straight. No, I love Why it. You're just. Huh. Yeah. Are you throwing a rod when you're guiding? Yeah, every day, all day. I like. I'll fish the back of the boat, just kind of clean up. Yeah, I'll throw, <laughs> I'll throw like a slower bait. Let's say like a, I don't know. I'll throw a bulldog or something off the back. Or do you a hand the, or do you hand the rod to your client when you hook one? No, I I tell them that you can't. It's just yeah. It's so much trial and error happening between hook up, keeping the fish tight handing the rod off, them trying to keep the line tight. It's For Because sure. a lot of the bites you get are right beside the boat when you're doing the figure yeah, eight, lot, right? Oh, yeah, it's a hectic, eh? Yeah, especially Lack Stool. It's just one of those places where yeah, yeah. a lot of it's boat side. Here, take this rod. No, <laughs> no. no. Yeah, this is too much fun. Yeah, we're, not, no. we're not there yet. No, somebody's <laughs> ended up in the drink. Yeah. Yeah. So from Mary Thorne, best time to head up there for muskies? Like, for numbers, not just the big fish. Like, what is the best time? If, if someone had to book a trip with you, when do you say book it this week? Uh, between the June and August full moon. June and August full moon. Yeah. Or, sorry, July and August full moon. Okay, I was going to say. the best. Yeah. All right, we'll just put us in for that week, okay? Yeah. 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 So I want to go back to a comment that he made <clears throat> about not liking pulling fish during the summertime up from deep water. Yeah. Right? You're 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 a real conservationist in ways like that. You got something else you don't like to do, like the certain temperatures of water you, you will not fish. Yeah, like I mean it doesn't happen that much up north, but uh yeah, like seventy nine, eighty degree water. If it gets hot, like those back bays will get that temperature. They'll end up belly up. Yeah, you just stay out of there. Don't catch those fish. It's too stressful for them. Yeah. I think it's like the oxygen or something in the water that uh is too low. Where it's just too stressful for the fish to catch them in that. Right. So, yeah, I tend to try and find the cooler water. Obviously, you want that warm water for a bucktail bite. But, uh, yeah, once it gets hot, hot, you kind of go walleye fishing. Right. So, do you must cringe when you see people post on Facebook handling a musky poorly? It must bug you a lot. Yeah. I know uh, it bugs I mean, a lot of us, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not... In it, like I'm not innocent. I've done it when I when I was learning how to catch yeah. muskies. I've I've killed one. Cradle or net? Yeah, yeah. You need you need a big net or a cradle. So I mean, a net's is there one that's better than the other? Yeah, uh, the Fraywell Power Catch is probably the best all round musky net. I would say it's big, deep basket, easy to handle. Mm-hmm. Easy, as far as a musky net, do you prefer a net over a basket or, yeah. or over a cradle? Yeah, just because you can get them in the net fast, and the size of musky nets they can swim freely. Nice. Yeah, I, I think it's just a big thing that I, I guess everybody's innocent to an extent where they just don't know. But yeah, I, it's I, fine. It's fine to not know. And I think a lot of it learn. is guys are in situations where, well, I've caught every muskie I've caught has been on bass tackle. Yeah. I've only like actually gone out and targeted the them a handful of times. I thought that's how you fished for them. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's just guys catching them and like, holy crap, I got a muskie yeah. on and freaking I mean, out awesome. and grabbing it. It's awesome, hard, right? Yeah. And like we were out with my buddy, um, Josh McGill from J and D Cabinetry, like four years ago, on Rice Lake, and and uh, Josh doesn't fish much, and he had on uh, one of my swim jigs, and he's casting around, and Rod just bends over, and he's like, oh, I, I think I'm dragging a log or something, like literally, he wasn't, and then all of a sudden he saw it, and the fish started fighting, right? Yeah. 
and we landed that on like a bass tackle and it was it was huge for rice like it was a 47 inch muskie it was monstrous like we have yeah. a picture of it somewhere it was huge and it was but it was august day right yeah. we revived that fish for like a half hour yeah. like just working in beside boat and, oh, it, it's, yeah. and it swam away good but we wouldn't leave it until yeah. yeah and you know and i don't i didn't have a bunch of experience at that time either if any muskie of that size ever yeah. but we just we just kept making sure it was good and and, and did it swam away really well so, so so the first muskie you caught was it something you went in and targeted or you caught a muskie and it's something that said oh, i got to do that again yeah it was uh i was actually with a couple of buddies i think it was like 13 maybe we were up at uh, a lake just north of bob cajun fishing for smallmouth casting twister tails tubes sankos whatever and we just kept plucking muskies they're all small like 32s 35s whatever inches and uh yeah after the second one we caught i was like boys we need to start like targeting these things so we brought spinners and started catching them on spinners and it was just no. Oh, that's a fun nice. fish to catch. Do you find that the the older and bigger a muskie gets, the more fragile it becomes? Yeah, for sure. So, what what is considered old for a muskie as far as years go? Um, depends on the body of water, I guess. Yeah. Um, like Laxul, uh, really old ones, twenty five years plus. Wow. Saint Clair, I think they don't grow as old, but they grow fast. Fast, and they still grow pretty big. And I think they're like. Uh, a 50 inches like 15 years old so what are they feeding on primarily like what species are they primarily feeding on up in Laxhole? um depends on the year or time of year i guess yeah but uh perch suckers uh ciscos or tulabies and lots are of they all natural to be up there like yeah. the suckers ciscos and yeah 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 and then walleyes and, and they'll, he... they'll eat pike and kind of whatever is in front of them so mm -hmm. The pike and muskie coexisting together. Yeah. What do you know about that? How does one affect the other? Um, so pike spawn first, and then so for balsam lake, let's say, muskies were amazing. Pike got in there. The pike spawn first. The fry are already fingerling long when the muskie fry are hatching. They feed on the muskie fry because they spawn in the exact same areas, and it's pretty much they just outcompete each other. Gotcha. Pike are very aggressive. Muskies are not as aggressive. Um, yeah. I'd be a muskie. Would you be a muskie? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pike and balls, winner, winner <laughs> tournament. Remember that, boys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, we, know pike. Pike. we know a lot about pike, actually. Yeah, we're, we're pretty yeah. much pike experts. Yeah. So. Trophies. That was so. awesome. I seen that this summer. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was had, a fun day. We had matching looked, rain yeah. suits. Yeah, you looked cute. Did. Got we'll soaked, we'll have new rain suits this year, too. Yeah. We'll change them up. So. Yeah, so we got a lot of questions here for you, Greg, actually, which is crazy because I posted it last minute, but you must be popular. Weird. <laughs> it's probably the mustache. Uh, okay. Right? Question from uh, our friends Jesse and Andrew at Average Ontario Anglers, who we had on our last episode. Weirdest thing a client has done while fishing with you? Like whether it, just anything that stands out of your mind. It could be something they said, something they did. Uh, this summer I had two clients. The one client, I hope he's not listening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll make sure he, no he is. Before we left the the cabin in the morning, he asked if he can bring a couple of beers. I was like, yeah, sure, not a problem. So we're out in the boat. He probably had two two or three beers. And then uh, I asked to have a Gatorade. And he's, uh, his buddy's like, oh, I'd be careful with the Gatorades you grab. I was like, oh, why is this? And I guess they're all spiked with uh, vodka. No, no. So uh. late, later that day... Uh, we're fishing, he had a follow, and the fish came in pretty hot. It it bit him, and he missed it, and he just started hitting the water with his rod, like pretty much hitting the fish, and the fish was still trying to eat his bait. And I'm, like, trying to yell at him, like, yo, like, keep going. Like, he's he's going to eat it. Just just let it eat it. And he's poking the fish with the rod, and oh, no. it, was a, it was a bit of a shit show. Well, he's having a bad day, eh? Yeah. Guess he didn't get the fish? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there a specific moment or fish that you can point to? Well, we kind of covered this one. This is from uh, Wes at Wham Baits. But is there a specific moment or fish that you can point to as the one that made you want to target giant muskies? We may have already covered that. Yeah, the, the big one I caught. The big one, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm running out of questions here, guys. It's because I got him on all these different platforms. Oh, you said he was popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Keep covering them. Okay. Jesse at I Catch Dinks. 
where are all the toofy ones at? I don't want your GPS points, but I want to know exactly what lakes I should fish. Laxul. <laughs> Laxul. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so what about if you're going to pick three lakes in Ontario to fish musky for? Give us three. Um, well, Laxul, I would love to fish Georgian Bay. It's got lots of muskies I've in heard, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Lawrence, for yeah. sure. Um, if you want to go out and just catch muskies, I would say Scugog's really good. Sturgeon's really good, and uh, pigeon, pigeon or tri lakes. Yep, they're good yep. lakes. Yeah. St. Lawrence, Mike Carnegie's got a crazy musky story about the St. Lawrence. Yeah, he told me that. Like you a, 12, a 12 footer, yeah. seventeen footer. Seven, I thought it was twelve. Seventeen, 17 it had wow. to be. I, wow, like, long as the boat almost. Is the Ontario record of the St. Lawrence? Yeah, yep. I believe it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, there's a they have it in the museum down there. We'll look Vikings. it up. We'll look it up and post it. But I remember it was absolutely thing. St. Lawrence is such an amazing fishery. Oh. I think it was oh. just last fall, a 59 and a half or something was caught out there. Oh, my. 59 Why do you think the St. Lawrence is such a good fishery? Is it because it's such a long flowing? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the camera. No. Holy. We're going to need our in-studio <laughs> audience to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to fix that. But so. back story. So why do you think the St. Lawrence is go- so good? Is be- do you think it's because it's such a wide flowing river system? Um, that flows out to big, big water? Uh, yeah. I mean, it flows out of Lake Ontario. Lake Ontario is full of what bait. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And I think it's just because it stays colder. It doesn't get as hot. I don't think the fish get as stressed in the summertime, so they're able to continue to feed all year long. It's just, yeah, they just have a really good growing year. All right, so you can't musky fish anymore. They M&R shut it down. Say. No more musky fishing. What? So this is a this is the worst case scenario. It's kind of oh. like the Trudeau government saying we can't drive gas cars in ten years, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no more musky fishing. You gotta chase one more species. What are you gonna chase? I'd go back to bass. Back to bass. Yeah. Yeah. Largemouth yeah. or smallmouth guy? Uh smallmouth. Yeah. I like smallmouth. One of those guys, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. So. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. I still owe you a trophy. Yeah, you do. I do. I I think about it too. I'm like, I gotta get him a trophy made. I will. I'll get it made. Because mm-hmm. like you, his new house, is, mm-hmm. his new house is so big. He has a trophy room. Tell the story, Sean. I got the best friends on the planet. Yeah, tell us about moving Mark's fishing trophies. Who was that? Threw yeah. the box at him. It was uh, Mike Whalen. Yeah, it was Whalen. Yeah. Came, came. He's like here. Take this box, and he threw it at me. He's like, "It's all Mark's fishing trophies," <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" And I go to grab the box, and I'm like, "Brace to catch this big box," and I catch it, and it's empty. <laughs> and I went out and I threw it to Danny. I was like, "Hey, here's all Mark's fishing trophies," and I hooked it out there, and he was like, "Boom!" And he caught it. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. that's funny. How many do you have, Mark? Besides the one I'm going to give you, negative um, two. Uh, I think Hannah's got one. I have a plaque. You have a plaque. <laughs> You have, you have any, uh, you have any medals? Plaque. He has I have a plaque. A plaque. Partici- I have a few plaques. Participation actually. trophies don't count. Yeah, I got yeah. a bunch of ribbons with medals on them. Ribbons? Go. They give out ribbons in fishing? Well, it's got to hold the medal on my neck, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Not wow. like a ribbon, just like a... Uh, I don't know. What, <laughs> no. what kind of club are you no. at that gives He's out decorated. ribbons? We're going to give out ribbons at the CanCast show for best booth now. <laughs> ribbons. Like, they go to the fair, you have, like, the red ribbon oh, on yeah. your booth. Track, track and field in high school. Yeah, man. I have yeah. lots of ribbons from track and field. The CanCast awards would be a good idea, I think. Yeah, we're doing them. Yeah. Yeah, we just have to figure out how we're going to vote. Because it's gonna we can't really have everybody else vote because it's a one-day show. No, so we'll, we It's vote. a race. We'll we vote. It. We'll it's up to it. us. Yeah, well, it's up to us. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. too. Yeah, it's not up to everybody else. Yeah, it's just up to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you rock and roll. Here's a ribbon. Here's a ribbon. Right? You get a ribbon. You get a ribbon. You don't get a ribbon. <laughs> you get. We'll give you a high five. Yeah. Though. Improve. Yeah. <laughs> Come back uh, next year. That's crazy. Okay, so bass guys got a problem of tackle. So I always say, look, musky guys are like the goalies in hockey. They're all freaking weird, right? So <laughs> it's not true. It's not wrong. It's not, There's yeah. a, so we actually got a lot of really good musky vendors coming to um can cast again and last year the number one thing we got message on before the show was who's going to be there for musky it was really really strange how popular the musky was mm-hmm. so all those musky guys sell out of all their handmade lures at that show how much do you figure you an average musky guy spending in tackle like i know us bass guys we're always going in and we're buying 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 but you guys are not 
What's an average price for a bait for you that you would pick up? Like, uh, is there is there like, like a... last episode you guys talked about like fifteen hundred dollar baits? Yeah, but yeah, you're not I mean, throwing John, those. John's got a hobby there for collecting baits for yeah. sure. I mean, he's got a, an amazing collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really that big into buying expensive baits. I mean, the average bait I probably buy is forty bucks. I mean, that's so expensive because considering yeah, like. Yeah. Is Fast that the average musky bait? I would I would say yeah, about forty, 40 bucks, bucks, forty yeah. to sixty dollars. Yeah. Um, so so if you were like a new musky angler, and you have to go buy just rod, reel, line, like what what action are we looking for? What size reel? What retrieve? Like what what's the perfect beginner setup to get into it? Uh, those Pro Rex rods I used this summer are pretty good. Uh, yeah. It was an extra heavy seven or nine five. Um, I paired that with Alexa. And uh, a lot of my clients liked it. There's a seven to one gear ratio. Yep. Um, and then just any eighty pound braided line uh, worked worked well. And what about what about leader? Uh, I tie my own leaders just because. Okay. Uh, so I'm cricket tired. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I, <laughs> I do my own stunts too. Cricket tired. It's cheaper that way. Yeah. But, uh, now you got. It's cheaper that way. So explain like you're tying your own leaders out of wire. You do you run floral or wire? It's wire. Wire. Yeah, I just do. Okay. Uh, I don't know, like a wire twist with a couple swivels and snap rings. Huh. But uh, it works out to be like two bucks a liter instead of, I think they're like eight bucks or nine bucks there a liter right now in the store. There you go. Do you ever put beads or spinners on your leaders? No. no. I've seen I've seen a couple of people put beads, and uh, I don't know if it's for clanking or something, but I don't know. I think the, the bait talks, how you, how you work the bait is how you're going to get the fish to bite. So have you ever like fished like any lakes in the states, like um, Upper Minnesota or Wisconsin or anything like that, where there's known to be huge musky too? No, I haven't. So I would love to. There's lots of stores down there that are just musky stores. Yeah, like it's the Thor- craziest Thorn thing. Brothers. Thorn is Brothers one of those stores. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple that are big stores. I can't name them, but imagine just being a musky store. Yeah. Wow. It'd be an expensive shop to yeah. just to buy baits. Like it would never survive up here. I honestly don't think it would. But hey, I could be wrong. I mean, uh Stacy's at Pro Tackle. He's bait, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of musky. True. Musky walleye. I mean, we were also told that a fishing show would never work in Peterborough, and hey, that worked out. So <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's it's the biggest fishing show now, actually. Yeah, sorry, was that too soon? Because yeah, well. <laughs> I remember when I, I remember when we went to move it there, like the amount of shit I got from people, like that will never work up there. Yeah, that well. will never work up there. It's easy access right off the one fifteen. And everybody, yeah. every direction. Yeah. yeah. So People are willing, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So come on, man, we need some more like juice. So you got to give us some like dirt. Like tell us a story, tell us something that happened up there. Like there's got to be a, a a holy shit moment for you out on the water this summer. Well, there's moose hunting. Yeah, that okay, was... we're gonna go on this story. I want it. You sparked my memory. What is the deal? We'll post the picture right now of that moose in the mud bog. Oh my gosh, that is a story. So it wasn't my moose. Um, a buddy of mine, Calvin, he's a fellow guide. There's four guy, four of us guiding there. Um, it's a lack. It's a, a lake we fish, or sorry, a lake we hunt in called Owl Lake. It's a legit mud bog. It's just a flooded marsh. Like, like can Nargo get through it? Uh, not through it. No, no. Like around the shorelines, you can, yeah. but pretty much the edge, it's bottomless mud. Um. <coughs> So Cal, Cal had a hunter in there. Um, I was in there a few days prior, and I was like, I did not want to kill a moose back here, so I didn't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Cal was in there. It was around 6 o'clock, shot a moose. We showed up at 7, just at, right at last light. Um, got in there, and we seen this moose, and it was half of a moose, maybe a quarter of a moose sticking up out of the mud. It is crazy. Oh, Have you guys no. seen this picture? Oh, yeah. It, it's wild. We we just looked at him. We said, well, how are you getting out? He just, well, I don't know. Like, what are we going to do? So we went, I don't know, it was probably 100 yards to the tree line. We cut down two spruce trees, trimmed them so they're just straight pegs. We hammered them into the bog. We put 15-foot pegs down into the bog and they were sticking like four feet out of the bog. Wow. So it was like bottomless, bottomless mud. We tied them together. We used drill winches and uh, we winched this thing out. But the funny part about this moose is we didn't know is underneath the paddles. It had like two big hooks and we're like, we're winching this thing and it's stuck and it's stick, stick and stick and stick. And we're like, what the heck is this thing sticking? Like 
mm-hmm. it's heads up and then yeah once we got it close enough it's bottom paddles had like these two huge hooks that just kept catching everything and we could not budge this thing out of the mud wow. how long did it take you well, we started at seven and we're in bed by three thirty in the morning. Oh, my. and how big of a moose was it? Uh, it was fifty-two inches or something. So a good size. Yeah. So was... what's a fit? What's a moose roughly weigh that size? Mature bull. Uh, I think they say it's like eleven hundred pounds. Eleven hundred wow. pounds. I got a steer out in the barn right now. It's eleven hundred pounds. Chester. Wow. Chester's gonna ride it later. Yeah. Nice. He only got a week left. He's going to the butcher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're definitely riding him later. <laughs> Poor guy. I know, he's so fat right now. You wouldn't even get on him. <laughs> he wouldn't even move. He'd waddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Really good. So, okay. Have you had any like ambition? Maybe I don't want your boss listening to this to like ever own your own outfit one day, like your own lodge. Um, I my my ambition is kind of just to still work through Winoga. Yeah. But then just be a private guide and like just have my clients stay at Winoga, sleep at Winoga. Yep. Do what they need. And then I just get them in the morning and we go fishing for the day. So you got a lot of return clients each year? Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, most of my clients from last summer are coming back. And then nice. I'm hoping to fill some more dates. So let's take take us through a day. So your alarm clock goes off. Okay, alarm clock goes off at six. Um, well, it, what, six, six a.m. Sleeping oh, in, that's easy. What? Wow, yeah. I thought you yeah. guys worked hard. <laughs> yeah. That's like a normal week. What? Yeah. That's I don't know. You don't have to get up first light up there because the the bites all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's a walleye group, I'm up at six. I get them for seven. We're on the water for seven thirty, fishing by eight. Um, fish from eight to about noon. Do lunch. Um. After lunch, they have the option to either do bass, pike, or continue to do walleyes. And then uh, we'll fish till 5, come back. I'll clean their fish if they are taking fish home, freeze them, and then uh, get them up in the morning again for another day. Um, if it's muskies, I don't start until 10. Oh, really? <laughs> wow! Yeah, have a hearty breakfast. Man, I was just, so I was. I'm gonna be a musky fisherman. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be a musky yeah. fisherman. That's so I was just away. Going. I was away hunting this week at a, a friend's camp, and we were talking about like how hard of a life like being a guide would be, like especially like a waterfowl guide, right? Like up at four. Oh, yeah. oh every doing day doing decoys, cleaning birds constantly, doing the mm-hmm. night hunt, cleaning birds, pack. Like it would be, it drain you, man. Like those guides work hard. You better love it. You have oh, to. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I just think, like, you know, I the closest thing I would ever be to a guide on anything would be I take people turkey hunting a lot, right? Help people get their first bird. Yep. And I love it. It's awesome. I love that feeling watching how excited they get. But yeah. And it's the same as you take a buddy bass fishing that doesn't fish to catch it. Like, they're pumped, right? But I don't know if I would be able to do it full time or it would ruin. It, you know what? It's almost tough, like, in my job where your job is almost like your hobby and work and vice versa that it. Kind yeah. of ruins it sometimes. I know Troy questions me when I get back from fishing all day and I unhook the guide boat and hook up to my own boat and he's like, Where are you going? I'm like, Well, I still got five hours of musky fishing right left, so I gotta go learn something. That's, That's awesome. Good. So you never stop learning. No, I, I like I don't know. When I'm guiding at least, I'll fish one new spot a day or f- try and fish a new section or something. Um, I mean obviously you wanna get people to catch fish, so you, you kinda fish your A spots. But uh yeah. I so, always, you always get clients to be like, "Hey, man, do you care if I try something new? Let's let's try this. I think it'll work." And sometimes it works. Sometimes you look like an idiot. So do you, do you have like a mentor that you say, "Hey, man, like I really le- like this is someone I've learned a lot about." Um, from. There's, there's a few guys up there. Troy's one of them. Uh, ben, he's another one of them. Um, and there's a couple other guys that you kind of chat to here and there, and yeah. But I'd say Troy and Ben are a couple guys that I definitely look up to up there. So. If you could say there's who would be the most popular musky fisherman? Oh, I'd probably be Doug Wagner. Doug I mean, Wagner. That yeah. guy's he's all over social media. Yeah. He fishes from the Midwest to Lake of the Woods to you name it. That guy's everywhere. Chasing him. He he really chases the bites. Yeah. It seems this be getting more and more popular. Like we talk about it every time, but it seems to be like more and more guys are musky fishing. Like and well, look at Musky Odyssey, buddy. That that yeah. place is packed. Man. Yeah, is that happening this year? I haven't seen anything about uh, it. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a date or anything yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it is. It's but it's always packed, right? Yeah. And it's kind of weird because like when our season kind of peters down, for most people, there's still a lot of guys that chase bass right to the end. Those guys' seasons just really starting up. 
down here anyways in southwestern yeah. Ontario. Yeah, the best bites. Yeah, I would say as soon as the water gets below 50s, 45, the bite gets really, really good. So down here when people think muskie, a lot of time they think Lake of the Woods. It's a factory, right? Yep. Am I wrong on that? I'm right. No, it's a muskie factory. Difference between Laxul and Lake of the Woods. Why should they go to Laxul instead of Lake of the Woods? Um, Laxul is kind of not as well. It's definitely not as busy. Like yeah. I, I maybe see another one other boat a day or two other boats a day actually muskie fishing. You'll see little groups of walleye gangs and stuff up there. But uh, you go to Lake of the Woods. I fish Lake of the Woods several times, and it's an absolute zoo. I mean, you'll see. 15 20 probably. pressured really. yeah it's really pressured. pressured but it's i don't know it there's so many muskies in that lake people still seem to catch them so uh where was i going with this i'm already losing my my train of thought oh there it is now oh you got it on the board oh the board oh i don't wreck the board <laughs> it's the only one we oh, got we got what are you drinking anyways uh, Black Flag Jim Greyhound. Not too sweet. Now you just spit on the mic. Look, this guy's a mess tonight. He is a mess. Equipment, holy. We're going to have to get like some splash pads around here. Now I really lost Figure my train of thought. Steal some of Matthew's bibs. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew's bibs. Mark, Mark has to pee. Time out. I got to pee. You're you got to right. pee. There's no oh, time yeah. out. You can just leave. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Because we can't stop this. Because so I don't know how to stop it because I'm not a producer. Uh, we're we're going to uh, keep rocking. Don't kick the camera. Button. Don't touch that one. That's Why? crickets. You can't do that. Here, this one. Yeah, that's the button. We should just kick Mark off and bring Danny in. He probably has better questions anyways. That's it. Danny, get over here for a minute. Well, Mark's peeing. Yeah, come on, sit down. Let's go. Hurry up. Yeah. Everybody give applause for our Bassmaster Open Angler, Danny McGarry. Yeah, what's up? What is going on, boys? You're getting ready that, for Mark. a big season this year. Yeah, just finishing up uh, the last few days of work here, kind of getting geared down, ready to get the boat going, going to Mercer Marine there next week, getting new carpet done, and uh, be leaving around January 20th to start the season. It's for a long quick. haul. First couple weeks is uh, going to be crazy, man. Put like 35,000K on the truck. You feeling good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to little, rock, man. Done it for a year now. You kind of got a little bit more maybe a program in your head sort of deal yeah last year was it was a little bit more nerve-wracking going into it because i've never done nine well i only did six last year but kind of jumping into like a big like big series big like commitment like, oh yeah big commitment yeah it's overwhelming man yeah it was a it was a super it's smart like, decision i like when i came on the show last time i said i was backing out of the last three and it was probably one of the smartest things i've ever done i didn't like doing it i hated missing the last three opens last year but set me up in good shape for this yeah. year no that's good man i'm happy it's all working out so we had john like two or three episodes ago but it's amazing what's changed in the last couple of months for you yeah so. yeah it's gonna be a good season what happy. event are you looking forward to the most uh it's gonna be lake you follow oklahoma yeah yeah i've heard good things about that lake yeah i like i liked how it set up i did good there last year it was like probably my best event last year and uh just the same weekend we're going back the exact same weekend as we did last year and just stuff setting up good good sorry yeah. mark we kicked you off for a bit no mark can come back he's sitting on the casting couch right now <laughs> look how nervous he just got he just lost his mind he's like moving look at him uh, looking over we really glasses. need a better studio setup so we can start filming all this stuff but no, but back to Greg, it was uh, cool having him down, coming back. We've been kind of, like, paired up this year, chasing whitetails around. We've been doing terrible. Yeah. We've been doing long hauls. Do you guys with... hunt like you fish pretty poorly? <laughs> no, I don't know about that, but long hauls with corn, like, long walks. Like, well, I like, think like... We, a couple weeks ago, we dragged 200 pounds of corn and apples into probably three kilometers oh, up and down hills awful. on our box, and it was a crazy day, but... Couple, Hopefully it pays off breaks, in this but, next uh, week. We but it. listen, don't think that you're doing terrible when you're hunting right now because you can only hunt a couple days a week. If you guys had the choices and could hunt every single day and go and chase those deer, you'd slam. Like somebody yeah. we know. Right? <laughs> right? And, you, you're, and you're only getting two two days. Like you're getting Saturday and Sunday. You don't control the days you go hunt. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're controlled by the man, you right? You know what I mean? Days. Like you got to work. So yeah. It's like fishing, right? There's yeah. lots of don't, good days of fishing that you just can't terrible. fish, right? You know yeah. the fish are on. You can't. 
and go. Still yeah. going to shoot a bigger buck than Danny. I mean, the good news for you, though, is... <laughs> you shot a bigger buck last year, buddy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the, the good news for you, though, Diz, Danny, is that you won't need any new reels or rods for next year because you definitely didn't wear yours out last year the way you fished. Uh, yeah, you're funny, Kyle. How'd you do in the OBN qualifier, buddy? Oh! oh. oh. Mark's good. over there holding oh. on his trophy. Show me. Oh. <laughs> Now my co's, Bo. I got the co's second and third. Like that stands for something, right? Yeah. So, anyways, we've already gone over that. Participation trophy. We got a good net man right? trophy here too. Yeah, you got a good net so, man. No, trophy. I'm just kidding, Danny. I love That's you, it right here. I love Best you. Best net man. I'm gonna let Mark Hunter back in yeah, here. He, he's should. got a couple he's more questions, I'm sure. He's getting nervous over there. Look at him. Thanks for having me on the show for a quick two minutes, no boys. Mark's sitting over there right now, going like, "What bedroom should I sleep in tonight?" He has so many. He has a freaking guest house on his property. Yeah, he does. He does. He put carpet in it yesterday. Did didn't you carpet you? your guest house? Your guest house. <laughs> I did. Wow. Yeah. Now, what's your butler's name again? My butler. You have a butler, Alfred? Yeah. I think. No. It was, uh, yeah, it was Alfred. 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 Man, this He met us at the gate. He's, he's the guy that opened the gate when we got there. He's the guy that lights your cigarette. Yeah. His name is Giles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he hung your Christmas lights outside, too, uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and your satellite dish. Oh, then his name is Dave. Did we scare Danny Dave off? and Sean. Yeah. Danny left. That was a joke, Danny. I wasn't serious. He's upset yeah. at me. He is upset. Is he yeah. upset? You think he's mad? Probably fetal position out You're there like, on the couch right, right, right You're now. like his bromance. Is he mad at me right now? Uh, I'd probably say he's pretty mad. Or he's pissing or getting another beer. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say getting another beer. Uh, yeah, me too. That's, that's, that's awesome. Bad. Yeah, that's so, my guess. No, that's good. No, I mean, it's... It's it's crazy time right now. Like we're four days away from Christmas. I was gonna make this a Christmas four, special. Four but days. There's a good chance it won't be up by Christmas. Christmas. Is it only days? four days. Yeah, I haven't bought a thing yet. Seriously. Really? I'm gonna go tomorrow morning. Oh, you know what the 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 worst thing for me? So so I got the boy now. Yeah. So I gotta go and I gotta buy. I was out shopping the other day and then I was like, holy shit! I was like. Grandma needs presents from the boy. Mom needs presents. No, from the no, boy. that's not Grandpa how that works. Needs... No, what do you mean? Okay, Sean, trust me. I have two kids. Right? What do you mean? I'm no, no, I'm putting no, this no. on an IOU. He owes you me. Buy a... He's got to pay me back for this. You know what he bought me this year? You buy a present. He bought me a 70 inch screen TV. Did he? Yeah, oh, I'm gonna wrap it, kid. put it under the tree <laughs> because Jamie, she doesn't want a bigger TV. Right? I have a 65 now. Oh my god, 70. You, you told me about that. Yeah, story. yeah. So Jamie, she's like, I don't want a bigger TV. So if if the boy buys me a bigger TV for Christmas. I can't get rid of it because it's the first gift he's ever bought. Is this yeah. the one you already hung? No, no, no. I haven't had a chance. Did you yet, buy it? No. Huh? Yeah, Did I you bought buy it. Her? Yeah, it's in the garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna See, wrap it. And no, but because this is be- this is even better than me hanging it when she's not a- not home. Because I was gonna hang it when she wasn't home and see if she noticed. But she's always home with the boy. You know what I mean? She never leaves. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the mother, right? Yeah. Not not long enough for me to hang it. Yeah. So, so right. I, I remember I called you like a few weeks ago and it was like, what are you doing? And you're like, I might hang a TV. And what do yeah. you, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if I hang it, Jamie said I couldn't get one, but if I hang it, she probably won't notice while she's out. And yeah, she yeah. won't notice a different TV. Yeah, yeah. But so then she never... called me. She was on her way home like 15 minutes later. And I'm like, shit. Huh. See, now back to the grandma's thing. You just buy them your normal present and put from Sean, Jamie, and the boy. So oh. you don't have to buy a separate gift from the boy. Oh. Well, well, whatever. It's his first Christmas. They can have nice first gifts from the yeah. boy. I'm sure they'll be so appreciative knowing that he went shopping. <laughs> I got one. I got one. You gonna that you gonna put like a bow on it and yeah, ribbon she won't and be stuff? Able to see shit about it either because it's a Christmas gift from the boy. Yeah, yeah, right? that's brilliant. My first one. You're gonna make me take it down? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pull the heartstrings. I need that. a new TV. The TV upstairs we have, Melee and bought from independent grocery store when we bought our first house in 2015, and it's still rocking. This piece of crap, but it's up there. We're kind of simple folks. We don't have a lot of like crazy no. technology stuff. No, Just this fancy got a podcast TV. board. This is my prized possession, this board. What that? Oh, the four micer? The four micer. Sorry, I got it wet. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so man, it's crazy. It's it's hilarious how quickly we get sidetracked on this show. What? So it's all right. Whatever. Yeah. So all right. We're gonna kind of wrap this up here soon. Greg, if you're gonna go out and buy Four baits for Christmas present for the average musky guy. What do you buy? Oh, well, start with probably a walleye pattern Shadzilla, a walleye pattern Tubezilla, um, and probably a couple of bucktails from uh, my buddy's bait company, uh, Drop Time Tackle. He makes some pretty sweet bucktails. Um, they're not very well known, but uh, he made me a couple uh, 
double eight bucktails. They're a staggered blade. And uh, I think my clients caught most of their muskies this summer on that bait. Nice. Danny's back. Just if anybody was wondering, it was just, I was worried for a second that we offended you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, okay, so if I were to go in and go Christmas shopping right now, well, for muskie, I'd be buying a Bessie. I'd probably go buy something from Mike at Waterwolf. I like his stuff. I yeah. think it's good stuff. I think it's it's affordable. It's affordable for what it is for sure. Yep. And I'd probably go and buy. I'd probably go buy a new Daiwa, the Pro Rex XT, like our new like entry level musky rod that we yeah. just kind of launched this summer for like 150 bucks. It's it's awesome. Yeah, That's what amazing. I would buy. Yeah. Will you, Sean? If I could go Christmas shopping right now for musky, right now. Or even fishing. What are you going to buy? Well, I would go and I would buy a new boat and I'd put it under the Christmas tree and I'd mark it to Sean from the boy. <laughs> There's nothing she could do about it. <laughs> to daddy. I'm Don't put to Sean. You. Put to daddy. Yeah, yeah. to Sean. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to say I'm daddy. Yeah. yeah. When do you run for a boat, Greg? Uh, well, the guide boat I run for muskies is a 21-foot kingfisher with a 250 Verado. Nice. And then... Uh, my pleasure boats, a uh, 17-foot Ranger Tiller with a 50 Yamaha on it, and uh, the Garmin Force Troll motor on the front, which is a sweet uh, motor added to it. So you got a you got a girlfriend, right? Yeah, Aaron. amazing girlfriend, yeah. Aaron. Now let's let's talk about Aaron for a second. Yeah, very talented young lady. Can she just finished a, a lots big of study. talent yes. there? Lots can, of talent. Can Aaron yeah. have, can Aaron have fish you? Let's be honest, because I, I follow her on Instagram, <laughs> and she's got some serious fish yeah, on there. She's caught she's... some serious fish. It depends uh, if I put her at the front of the boat or not. If I'm at the front He's got a backboat as a woman. If I'm at the front of the boat, I'm cleaning up. Are you really? Eh? Yeah. Is this a challenge? Yeah, I'll challenge her into the fishing. Can game. you she clean up the it. boat from the back of the boat with her on the boat, though? Uh, she's pretty good at the front there of the boat. Go. Oh. Yeah. There I think you it, go. There you go. It depends who's at the front of the boat. There you go. So you can leave all summer and have a girlfriend back here. Yeah. As long as she's fishing, she's happy. You must oh, be like... Yeah. <laughs> packing a wrench. The back of a... What you, what you say? I'm, I'm packing a wrench. Packing a wrench. Wow. 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 Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about winter. You're going uh, You're going guiding again here. Yeah. Um, outfitter's name? Canuck Outfitters. Canuck Outfitters. Lake yeah. Winnipeg? Lake Winnipeg out of Matlock, Manitoba. Mainly walleye? All walleyes. Um, they're going to start doing a two-week pike fishing in April, but... Uh, it's just kind of something we're playing with. Don't we have like some crazy like suburban truck on tracks? Yeah, just we, have a, about that. we have an Escalade on tracks and a suburban on tracks. Jeez, uh, really? Uh, that's that's the rig I guide out of. I have a track suburban that I get to use. What's that thing like to drive? Rougher it's than hell. Rougher than hell. I bet. I mean, it's it throws not, a lot of snow too. Throws a lot of snow. It's rough. Um, I could use one of those around here. Just like oh, Winnipeg. Yeah. Just like Winnipeg in general is a really rough lake. It's got snow drifts. It's got broken chop ice. It's. You ever jump some shit out there? Not in the truck. No, you got to go really Why slow. Not? Do those guys fill up every year for guiding? Like they're full? Yeah, we're pretty full this winter. All the time. We had, well, we had Jay Siemens last winter there. Oh, yeah. Um, we had another TV show called Devoted Outdoors um, film a show with us. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. We're pretty well known now, I think. Um, Matt did a really good job marketing. And, uh, I mean, we put people on some pretty big fish, so. So what are you doing? You're going out in the Suburbans and you're going to, a, like, a, a hut out there or you're, no, so you're moving around? Yes and no. So we have uh, stationary wheelhouses um, that people can rent for the day or the weekend or whatever and do overnights. Um, those people get dropped off and kind of forgotten about until we pick them up. Mm-hmm. We check on them for propane, bait, and stuff like that. Whatever they need. Well, we should to do, keep, we should uh, do topped up. We should do a nice overnighter this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're always they're, a good time. You yeah, could probably do a do podcast that. out there. Oh, we, well, we all we gotta do is I'll plug this board in. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, and then the the guided trips. We uh, I pick people up at the boat launch in the morning. Um, we drive the truck on the ice. They'll hop in the vehicle with me, and uh, I'll just go to zones, drill grids, and. Uh, I'll use the live scope and kind of scan around, and I'll have probably 25, 30 holes punched in a zone, and I'll just have guys 
25, 30 holes. I'll just have guys running from hole to hole with their flashers. And okay, you, so and you're just walk, walking around, scoping I'm re- it. I'm just sitting in one hole, scanning 100 feet every direction, and telling, just them, telling which, them which hole to telling go Telling them the hole which. What? Yeah. That's amazing how live scope has changed the way you guide like that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool, man. Do you just like. On a, like a lazy boy kind of thing, just looking at Lyscope. Yeah, just... I mean, once they hook up, I got to run and help them land it and take photos. But uh, So you drill. Let's back up. You drill 25, 30 holes. Uh, not right away. Not so right I'll, away. I'll, okay. I'll drive around. It could take me a mile of shoreline or whatever, a mile of lake, until I kind of locate the main pod or the center of the pod. And then uh, once I kind of locate the direction of travel... Like, I'll drop the live scope down, and you can scan around and see 50 to 100 walleyes easily um, if, oh. you're, if you're on them. And then... Uh, That's like fishing at Rice Lake. Yeah. 50 to 100 walleyes. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. In a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Mark Hunter must be your guide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. So... But once you're on them, once you're on them, you drill a grid out, and you kind of just tell the boys to hop out, and then you can you can see, just on the, not just on the live scope, but your fishermen as well. Like Larry on the left will be catching them and then nothing. And then Ricky down 50 feet away from him starts catching them. And then Ricky and Larry. Ricky yeah. and Larry. <laughs> yeah. and then you kind of get the direction of travel and you kind of just leapfrogging them all day and you, kind of follow the pod. Are you using live scope for the way you're musky fishing at all? Yeah. I started that last last year. I put live scope on my boat. Yep. I don't really guide with it as much just because I, I just like staring at it. But uh, personal fishing, it's really fun. Um, if I'm, if it's just me or a couple buddies, we'll have the live scopes out. This year we had two live scopes on the boat, and it was really cool. Um, yeah, you can you can scan around. You can either see the tulabies or the bait that you're fishing, and uh, the muskies will be under them. Or sometimes you'll just be casting, and you'll see the muskie come right up off bottom and crush your bait. So you said you had two live scopes on the boat. Did you have like set up differently? One with perspective and um, one with down. No, we just. So you'll get in zones where you're fishing like a channel or something. Okay. And you just run the boat right down the middle of the channel. Yeah. And uh, each guy fishes off one side of the boat. So we're, we're kind of like back to back. And you both have your scope. own live scope? Yeah, live scope. Like their own poles? Sides. Yeah. Okay. So nice. it's not on the head of the trolling. Not on the head of the trolling. Good... Okay. We have them on the sides of the boats on poles. Okay. Um, they're like a, they're called TKI poles. Yeah. Um, it's a, actually a snowmobile company. But he does uh, these nice CNC poles for us, and they're they're really nice. Really That's crazy. Yeah. There's some awesome videos of guys musky fishing with live scope, like that one here, and we did yeah years ago. So we did that with Coop, um, oh years ago, right four or five years ago on Lake of the Woods with uh, there's Moose and Colin and uh, the first road trip. Yeah, that was that the first road trip. That yeah. was one of the best episodes that yeah, that was Coop ever made. Yeah. yeah, and we we got him jigging uh, jigging like bondies and yeah big tubes and stuff, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of took that and brought it to Laxul, and not many guys do it out there. But uh, now got, they do. No, not mm-hmm. really. Just no? a couple of us. A lot of the guys can't. Uh, do you keep have... the stuff you do out there like kind of a secret? Do you, you, you um, have a, a select few guys that you work with? Yes and no. I mean, as far as like the bait patterning goes, like you'll have your bucktail bite, and then as soon as that topwater bite picks up, it takes like two weeks for the other guys to kind of catch on because they can see what you're doing i mean not really because you you, you don't see anybody out there but like you can talk to guys and oh would you catch them on oh i got them on top water you talk to another guy would you catch them oh i got them on top water like okay well yeah yeah they're eating top Top water or whatever yeah i mean i always just say bucktail but (laughs) (laughs) i've ever been in a situation where like a dangerous situation with somebody uh, yeah. Where you're like, you know what, buddy? Like, you can't be in my boat anymore. We gotta go back. Or so that that drunk guy in my boat. Yeah. He uh, he hooked his partner in the back. Oh. oh. No. I don't know if you guys Did seen he... that video. Oh yeah. Can you send us that video to post in this episode? Yeah. It was yeah. a top right right in the back of this guy's shoulder, oh. and I had to I had to bring out Doctor Greg and pull the hooks out in the boat. This guy was like seven feet tall too, so not surprised he got hooked because he, <laughs> he was in the zone. <laughs> he was in right. The zone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he got it good. It was awesome. Right. Um, do you fit? Is there any baits that you fish that, in a way that they're not really meant to be fished? Are you doing something crazy with something? Um, I wouldn't say so. Not really. I mean, I used to on the Kawartha Lakes because a lot of guys catch them flipping jigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a guy in Lindsay make me these big, like one ounce flipping jigs for muskies. It was like a five aught hook or something. 
Can you give his name? No, I don't even remember the guy. The guy's name. He yeah. owned uh, Kawartha Bait and Tackle. Yeah, right yeah. by the locks there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he That's them the guy from. who got the Ronowski's from. He's got really. Mm-hmm. He makes really nice yeah, bass jigs. Because I used yeah. to get him to tie my bass jigs. Yeah. But um. There's there's a few good jig makers that aren't aren't doing it anymore. It's a lot of work for the money you yeah. make, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We lost a couple of guys at the show. That they're not coming back because they're just like, hey man, I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah. So Tony Lightning Series Lures, he's yeah. one of them, and he yeah. made some great jigs. Yeah, he's been yeah. around for a long time. Yeah, yeah but yeah, really? you know, yeah. yeah, he's just retired. I've thrown a lot of Tony's stuff. Yeah, he's retiring from it. So he made a great hair jig too, like a yeah. ripping jig for walleye. Yeah, for sure. So, well, that's crazy, man. Well, I appreciate you making some time to come in before yeah, you head thanks out. Thanks for having me. This so, is awesome. It's uh, all right. It is this kind of our Christmas special, but you know the audio will be up tomorrow, but the video might take a little bit. Um. Any big Christmas plans, guys? Christmas plans? Yeah. First Christmas in the new house. I know. So yeah. Mark has Mark has about four Christmas trees because this is like the great hall. He's got one for every chicken. <laughs> one for every chicken. <laughs> yeah, so you're a chicken farmer now, eh? Yeah. Well, Joan's a chicken farmer. They got a chicknick yeah. table. Yeah, chicknick we do. <laughs> chicken <laughs> you're the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on I fire chick- tonight, eh? What? No, you got me a, a, a Joan a a chicknick table. Yeah, for the chickens. It's like a little picnic <laughs> table <laughs> for chickens. Oh, like yeah. a little tray God. thing on the to top. Hang out and play it's called the chicken uh, shit. Yeah, awesome. I, awesome. I gotta get you a housewarming True story. Still. I'll get a picture of it. We'll yeah. post it. Chicknick uh, table. Yeah, send it to me. We'll post it up right yeah. now. It's it's legit. Yeah. How about you, Sean? Christmas gonna, with the boy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have Christmas with the boy, and I'm, I'm looking into buying Mark a donkey for his new property. <laughs> donkey being Dude, good. awesome. There's no donkey coming on my property. Yeah, yeah. We've been thinking about getting a donkey in my life. What? You got the property for it. You know, don't tell me you don't. I don't I'm want a donkey. My, I'm selling my cows this week. You want one? Yeah. I want that one that's ready to butcher. No. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. Yeah. Old Bessie or whatever. No, Chester. 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 Yeah, we're going to ride him later. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Awesome. He's, a, he's, a, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. He's going to taste delicious. <laughs> got a saddle for him? But you don't ride bulls with a saddle. Good, because we don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you ride a bull. Uh, all right, boys. Going into the new year, new beginnings. Another chance for me to kick Mark's ass. Yep. Oh, uh, boy. Maybe. You mean another, try again? <laughs> another Pike Derby for us to win as a team, for sure. Yeah. We're going to go defend that title. Yeah, we are. Um, But uh, if you could give anybody your big life advice... After you wrap up another year around the sun, what is it? Start with you, Mark. Don't start with yeah. me. Start what, with somebody what else for once. What kind of question once. is that? Yeah. I need like three days you to want... prepare that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the question again? All right. You, you got anything, Greg? Come on. I don't know. Life's a garden. Dig it. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. I can't oh, follow that. that. Oh, the best that. movie. Joe Derry. Wasn't that yeah. the best movie? Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch that over the holidays. Yeah. I used to love that movie. Yeah. Man, I'm that was to like wicked. Them. That was awesome. Yeah. Only thing I realized is you can never have too much fish and tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize I have a lot of stuff in my garage, like a mm-hmm. lot. And I don't want to part with any of it. No, I don't. We don't. And I know year. there's rods. I'll never use them again, ever. I just I don't want to sell them. Dude, I even keep all the old plastics I use. You keep all your real boxes. I keep everything. Everything. <laughs> I keep everything. I can't throw, I can't even throw away the used plastics, yeah. man. You got like a big pile of plastics at home? I do. I got like things of it. One day, maybe I'll melt them down and make my own baits. That's yeah, what whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. No shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll leave it at this. Um, life's short. Live it up best you can. Um, you know, I got, I got some some weird news the last few weeks on my back and stuff. Won't get into the details. Mm-hmm. That's going to change the future of my life, unfortunately. But uh, I just want to say you got to enjoy the ride, folks, because it's short. It's getting shorter. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Have some fun. Eat all the cake. Um, Take that extra day off to go fishing or hunting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Settle on tiger. Buy that new fishing <laughs> rod. by that. So yeah. a couple things I want to say. I want to thank all the vendors that supported CanCast mm-hmm. and support this show. 2023 was a huge chapter in CanCast books. It was kind of the beginning of the rebrand and everything. Mm-hmm. It's only going up from here. And I just want to thank everybody for helping it all come to life and make it possible. And we're looking forward to an amazing 2024 and, and so forth. So I just want to say thank you, to everybody. Um, we really, really appreciate it. You know, we always say the show is about the vendors. We try not to, we try to give back as much as we take and, make it work for everybody and, and all that stuff. And it's been, uh, 
it's been a process. It's really been with COVID and everything. It's really been five, six years of really getting yeah. it fine tuned. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's so, crazy how long it's been. That's wild, eh? Yeah, we were in Bowmanville in nineteen. So crazy. Yep. So that was quick. Say, yeah, I just want to say thanks to everybody. I want to say thanks to all the great people in the fishing industry, all the dealers out there, the retailers, all the other sales reps, just everybody, all the good people, the tournament guys, the guys casting from the bank, all of you. We love you all. You guys are yeah. wicked. Keep it up. Support the retailers, please. It's always a long winter for these guys. Go oh, in yeah. there, spend 10 bucks even, helps them all keep the lights on. Yep. yep. You know, start stocking up early on some stuff. Even order from them online, right? Yep. Order from online and then to come to CanCast and load up on the rest. Yeah, yep. that's where you get the cheap stuff. Yeah. I am going to load up that CanCast. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So people are like messaging <laughs> yeah. me when I posted that reel the other day. I got quite a few DMs, just people asking about the show and stuff. And one guy's like, I've literally been saving all year like $3,000 because... He goes, I went last year of a few hundred bucks, but the deals were so good That's on it. from everybody. It was like an old school fish and show, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. There was deals. deals and like yeah. you you so, you couldn't miss it because you could load up there for the whole season. Guys yeah. are gonna come you in know? there and spend so much money this year. Like yeah. if you are a vendor at that show, and I always say to the vendors, if you bring the goods, we will pack mm. the building. Yeah. yeah. Bring the goods. Don't come light. Mm-hmm. Don't come light. No. Yeah, yeah. Bring your shit. Yeah, bring yeah. it. Bring it. So Awesome. Well, unless you guys got anything to add, we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm, and start, I'm going to start my Christmas holidays right now. Right meow. Merry yeah. Christmas. Right now. We're going to go upstairs. We're going to have a little can cast Christmas party. <laughs> right on. Sweet. 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 Well, thanks a lot, Greg. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, guys, Danny, for thanks me. for being our first in-studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. We're going yeah. to be watching you closely this year, my friend. You got some cool stuff happening. Please send us some uh, content from Winnipeg. Yeah. Like Winnipeg. Yeah, and uh, Mark, just... Uh, you know, make sure you turn all the lights off in that house. That's your hydro bill is going to be huge. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Right on. All right, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. Thank right. you, everybody. Merry Christmas, Appreciate everyone. It. Yeah.